We'd like to welcome everyone back to the Nova Society, and today Brooklyn and I will be discussing the passing of the the continuing resolution of the budget and the avoidance of the shutdown and what that might mean going forward. So let's listen in. All right, Brooke. So today you wanted to talk about the recent developments of the weekend. We yes. have averted a government shutdown. Right. Uh, the However. Republicans passed something, and uh, you wanted to talk about that because yep. we were talking about it last week. And uh, so here you go. What What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that in 45 days, it's going to start again. I found it very humorous that as the gavel was coming down, Matt Gates was already opening his mouth to start to call a motion to vacate the chair, but he didn't get there quite quickly enough and the gavel banged down. So that will have to wait till today. And I'm sure that that will be the first, his first order of business will be to uh, vacate. Now, I understand that um, at least from Ocasio-Cortez, that it is not something that the uh, the Democrats are interested in supporting McCarthy. The Republicans have to handle their own speaker. So what happens when or if the speakership is vacated and there is no speaker? I'm not sure. As you and I were just talking, there's no funding for Ukraine and there's no funding for the border. Now, as I understand the border issue, there are too many immigrants and also fentanyl. Right. Um, however, my understanding also is that fentanyl that is coming across the border is being uh, trafficked and brought back in by Americans. Yes. For the most part. Yes, so, that's, that's not a talking point that the Republicans are going to mention. Yeah. And that, therefore, building walls or putting the way Governor Abbott of Texas did, putting razor wire and floating barriers in the Rio Grande or whatever people think they're going to do along the border, that is not going to stop the incoming issue of fentanyl. Clearly, other other policies are needed that are actually going to be effective for that. So now the we have a budget, which is great. We have no government shutdown, which is great. But there is no no border budget and no Ukraine funding. So explain to our listeners, Mark, who may not understand what that means. Does that mean that all support for Ukraine stops? And does that mean that all activity at the border, that they do not get paid? No, no, what, no, no, no. What happens exactly? No, uh, these are to increase the spending. That's that's what this is about. And just really quickly, uh, Matt Gates did get there in time. If you watch the video, the chair was looking right at him and basically gaveled it down before he could get up and say something stupid, which of course is exactly what he was going to do. It, it was a, it was a really an interesting moment because Gates was sitting by himself because he always does. Cause you know, he's the kid they put in the back of the room and says, you know, nobody wants to talk to, uh, but all right. So the border wall, no, 
the border security is still funded from the previous budget. What they were looking for was increased border security and the wall. Now, as far as the wall is concerned, if you can't take from history, the Great Wall of China didn't work. Walls don't work, especially when you're not going to hear it from a Republican talking point. The majority of fentanyl coming across the border are coming across with American citizens. Now, I'm all for increasing border security. I'm all for it with more border agents so they can catch the Americans coming across with the fentanyl. That would be perfectly fine because a wall is not going to stop them. But the, the, it, we're trying to make it, we're trying to connect two things together that, well, it's immigrants bringing them across, but it's not. It, it, the majority of it is being brought across by American citizens. So there's that. The other talking point about the border is, well, the immigrants are coming and taking American jobs. What they don't understand is, is that they're taking jobs that Americans don't want. And if Americans were to take those jobs, which they don't want anyway, uh, they would have to, the, the growers, the farmers would have to pay a lot more than they're paying now. So you're going to see the cost go up at the grocery store. That's, it, they pass on the cost. So that's, that's kind of the way that goes. This is a manufactured issue. Now, the fentanyl issue is not manufactured. They manufacture who to blame. They're blaming immigrants where the reality is that it is the American citizens. They're, they're very true. Immigrants are coming across and are taking jobs that Americans could have. There's no doubt about that. But it's the jobs Americans don't want. Americans don't want to be out picking anything in the field. They don't want to be working for that that wage. And in many cases, these farmers are taking advantage of the immigrants and paying them under the table and paying them far less than minimum wage. But these immigrants are taking it. And again, that means they don't pass on the, the cost of the labor onto the product. So if Americans were out there picking uh, tomatoes or whatever is out there that they, that they do down there, um, you're going to see a you're going to see a price increase. That's just all there is to it. And if you don't understand the mathematics of that, well, then I mean, there's really not much to be said. Ukraine um, does all the funding stop? No, it does not stop because again, there was funding. Um, there was funding there. I heard that there's still three billion dollars in money from the last appropriations that still can be spent. Unfortunately, it's not enough to last six weeks. That's where the issue is. Now, I hate to admit it, but, and as we were talking before, my state senator, Lindsey Graham, I hate to admit that I'm going to agree with him for a change. Lindsey Graham came on and said, he was on uh, Meet the Press or one of the one of the uh, shows yesterday on Sunday, and said that they will pass a funding bill through the Senate. The Senate will create one and send it to the House, which is actually almost three times more than what was originally being asked for. Lindsey Graham, for all his um, craziness with the Trump movement, is still a hawk. He doesn't like the Russians. He doesn't like the Ukrainians. He doesn't like the North Koreans. He doesn't like the Chinese. Basically, he doesn't like anybody. He, he is a war hawk. He always has been. 
So the surprise with Lindsey Graham coming out and talking like this was that that is in direct contradiction of what Trump was saying. Heck with Ukraine, which is basically what Trump is saying, which is basically what the MAGA group is saying. So that is the the thing, the one, the only thing that surprised me uh, was that he actually went on record on television in direct opposition to what Trump and the Trumpettes all want. So so that was the, that was the one surprise there. Yes, we are funded for the next forty five days. We'll see what happens. We now know how it happened because we were talking last time. Gee, we don't know how this is going to happen. Well, now we do. He had to reach across to the Democrats because it was math. Now the question comes down to is, you know, will he have to continue reaching across to the Democrats? If he wants to get anything done, he's going to have to. Now, there is a way. uh, I did hear some of the clips from AOC, but she's going to follow the leader. Almost every Democrat that got on there yesterday and was talking said, we follow the leader. So whatever Jeffries decides on. Now, Jeffries does not have to show support. Once again, I always say the important number right now is 218. Unless you vote present and then that number drops. So the Democrats don't have to vote for or against uh, McCarthy. All they have to do is show up and vote present. And then McCarthy's own party can keep him in because there's more they're going to want him in, I think, than are not. So for every present that you get, that that's how he got the speakership. Matt Gates and a couple of them voted present, which reduced the threshold he needed to become speaker. But they made sure not to reduce it so the number would be 212. Because if the number was 212, Jeffries would be the speaker because all the Democrats voted for him. If you do the math, it's very simple. The Democrats do not have to support McCarthy, but I think they realize that better the devil you do know than the devil you don't. And I think that McCarthy would understand that if the Democrats come in and vote present, that's helping him. And there's going to be a price to be paid for that. Because as as you've mentioned, this could come up time and time again. Uh, somebody could keep bringing this up. And if McCarthy doesn't bend to some of the will of the Democrats, I think you're going to see that, uh, you know, now they won't go present. And then he's out. But uh, so we just got to keep an eye on the math at this point in time. Yes, I uh, I also saw the Lindsey Graham. I thought might have been face the nation. I'm not sure. For once. I agreed with him about uh, we we must keep funding Ukraine. Uh, Doesn't that hurt when you got to agree with Lindsey Graham? Amazingly, I do agree with Lindsey Graham. But my concern, as your concern, and I'm many other Americans' concern, is what happens in 45 days. Now, if McCarthy should lose the speakership let's just say, and no one replaces him, is that possible? And then what would happen? Well, you, you, they've got to replace him. You, what they, happens this, if, if they can't get to the magic 218? They'll anybody. just, they'll do is they'll keep voting until they do. I mean, that's, that's what they're left with. 
But then um, nothing else can get done, correct? Because well, no business can get done, theoretically. Theoretically. Again, the president has the power of doing of executive orders, which can do some things. He can probably try to do more. And then, of course, then it goes to the Supreme Court. So it's going to be testing the waters. We've never been in this position before. I mean, this. I mean, this is truly a stupid position to be in. I mean, we are we are absolutely a laughing stock. We are the only industrialized modern world power that shuts down its government because they the lawmakers can't come to an agreement. That's absolutely stupid. The idea of a speaker, they're supposed to control that agenda. And if he's not there, if the speaker is not in place, then, of course, theoretically, the House of Representatives now becomes a moot point. Is there something in the Constitution that allows the Senate and the—no, no, there isn't. Uh, the Senate does not control the purse strings. The House of Representatives does, too. Um, so it would be a— it would be a, a true, I, this is where you could say it was a constitutional crisis. This is one of those instances where you could say we would be in a constitutional crisis. And unfortunately, we could legislate our way out of this after, you know, all the, you know, the smoke clears. But when you legislate out of it, that would take a lot of the power of the, of the House of Representatives away. And they're not going to do that. I'm sure the, the the people in the Senate are sitting there going, good gosh. You know, Mitch, even Mitch McConnell is probably sitting there going, come on. You know, guys, get your act together. You wanted to lead. You wanted to, you know, you wanted to govern. You wanted this position, and you've done nothing with it. You've made a mess of the whole thing. So. Although, although if you listen to Mr. McCarthy, he says, oh, we did our job. The Senate didn't do theirs. So this is all their fault, which I found quite an interesting argument. Um, well, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, it's like saying that the, the fentanyl crisis at the border is all about the immigrants coming in when the reality is it's about the American, the, the Americans coming back. I mean, you could say whatever you want. That doesn't make it true. And unfortunately, today, uh, more than ever, I mean, let's face it, politicians have never been known to be the most upstanding, honest people on the face of the earth. But the populace allows them to get away with it. At least I think they do so far. I think uh, it's going to be interesting. 2024, I think it's going to be very interesting. That'll tell you how much the real populace is buying into this baloney. I, that that's really going to be the telltale. If the Republicans lose the House, lose more seats in the Senate, Biden's reelected. I'm sorry, that says you guys in the Republican Party better change your tune. If you start seeing Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Gosert, Chip Roy, if you see them get elected out. That is the beginning of the end of MAGA. And I, we said this almost a year ago, probably even longer. MAGA, the end of MAGA has to come from within the Republican Party. The Democrats can't end it. 
independence can't end it. It has to come from within the Republican Party where they start, where they see, okay, we're only getting this much of our, our Republican vote. We've got to replace them and put them back in the closet someplace. I mean, again, doing the math, um, which is which is what everybody should be doing. Everybody should be doing the math. So what are your predictions? Because so far you've been right. They raised the oh, They passed the budget. Yeah. So what do you what do you say? What do you think will happen in uh, what is it? November. What is it now? What is the date? November something. Well, uh, it's 43 days from now, whenever that is. Yeah. So just before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Time. So 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 g- give me each instance you want to know, because there's so much. I mean, I hate doing predictions. I hate doing, I just do the math, but I'll, I'll, I'll try a prediction. Well, do you think that we will wind up with a government shutdown right before the holiday? No. Okay. So if you you think, if you think it's bad on October 1st, (laughs) Thanksgiving, right? November 17th or something like that, I think is something like that. No, no. Uh, and I, no, I don't see it. Do you think there'll be more kicking of the can and they'll just have another stop gap until the end of the year and we'll just have stop gap after stop gap after stop gap until 2024? That is a possibility. I mean, the deal that they came up with, the last minute deal they came up with, and let's face it, the president signed it just before midnight. The, they had to make sure the senators were there to be able to vote on the thing. Uh, this was a deal that was created in probably about six hours. Everybody had to give up a little bit of something. The Democrats had to give up Ukraine, but knowing that there was $3 billion in the bank, even though it wasn't enough, there was still $3 billion in the bank to be able to be used. And the Republicans had to give up border wall, but also knowing that, or and the border security, but also knowing that the funding for border security that exists in place now still continues. So there was no increase. So kicking the can, hopefully they've learned a lesson from this. Because if you wait this long, this is what happens. And McCarthy did have a good point yesterday. The original, the original plan that he had was more conservative than the one they had to, that they had to stomach. That, that, that was a true statement. Yeah, I remember he said that if we don't do this one, we're going to wind up with we're one. We're going to wind up with this one. With right. one that is less of what we want, and of course he was ignored. And yep. And again, the the optics aren't very good. More Rep- Democrats, the Democrats passed this thing, not the Republicans. More Democrats voted for it than Republicans did. So the, the optics aren't very good. But you did get a pretty good idea of the numbers, where the where the numbers sit. Now, one Democrat voted against it. But that Democrat's argument was this because it had no funding for Ukraine. Okay. That was a again, I know my vote isn't going to count because my the other 211 are going to vote for it, so that's fine. I'm going to do the protest vote and say, I'm not voting for it. I'm voting no because Ukraine isn't funded. I've made, I've made my point. Okay. I get that. But if you look at the Republican numbers, 
now you're talking now, now you're talking a real mirror on where where people sit. And I'm sure there's some people, some on the Republican side that also voted no because of no funding for Ukraine. Maybe one or two. Maybe. I'm sure there was a few that voted because there was no border security. So that doesn't mean that the crazy caucus is bigger than it actually is. Because the crazy caucus doesn't matter what you offer them. They're not going to, they're going to vote against it anyway. They just want to burn the house down. That's all they want. So, but you have still, you have a pretty good idea and it's a starting point for McCarthy. Those that voted for it, you know, you've got them. You know, you know, that's, that's a good base. If you're looking at a base, if you're Kevin McCarthy, now you go back and you look at the ones that voted against it. I think it was what, 50 something or other, something like that. Um, now you've got to do again, do the math, find out, you know, you got the crazy caucus, you know, you got that 10 or 15 or 20 where, what caused that other 30 to vote against it. And I think you're going to find probably, um, half of them. It was either no Ukraine funding or no border security. Plus again, they were given a little cover too. They knew the Democrats were going to go for it. So. My, they they could do the protest vote by every single litmus, litmus test of this crisis, which was manufactured, didn't have to be this. We did not need to have this. MAGA is not as powerful as people think they are. They are sort of like the Russian military, a paper tiger. Well, all right, Brooke, I guess we'll talk to you again. Yes, indeed, Mark. Yes, indeed. We'll you take see care. The, you too. You too. Bye. So that's all the time we have for today's episode. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the JCIS, an open journal for upcoming scholars. The JCIS is currently accepting article submissions for their fall 2023 edition. Call for papers information can be found in the description. The Phoenix Group, an independent research consortium offering solutions for social issues through multidisciplinary and unbiased research. And BH Conflict Resolution Services, a full-service dispute resolution firm offering expert and cost-effective mediation services to couples, groups, and businesses. BHCRS can be reached at www.bhcrs.com. We'd like to thank our podcast partners, Buzzsprout, who hosts the Nova Society, iHeartRadio, where people get their music and podcasts, Apple iTunes, the largest source for music and podcasts on the internet, Spotify, the most popular source for the Nova Society podcast. Finally, PodKite, our analytical partners. We'd like to thank all of our listeners. If you have a comment, question, or would like to be a guest on the Nova Society, we can be reached at nova.society.podcast at gmail.com. We'd also like to remind everyone that the Nova Society podcast is now available on our new YouTube channel. We encourage everyone to check out the channel and like and subscribe. The link can be found in our description. Remember, the power of society is knowledge. So for Dr. Brooklyn Ann Weldon and all of us here at the Nova Society podcast, I'm Dr. Mark Bound. Be well, and we hope to see you again next time.